Moradin was once a mortal man, a human, born to an ordinary human man and an ordinary human woman. He was a mortal with great strength of body and spirit. However, he was still a mortal and was therefore still able to die. Moradin was a farmer for all of his 22 years of life. He spent long summer days in the fields and cold winters fighting back the ice. One spring, when helping to tend to a flock of sheep, one of the animals escaped the others and ran up the side of the nearest mountain. A close friend of Moradin warned him not to follow, for the gods were temperamental there, and as such they would have great acts of wrath which would sink the mountains into the ground and cause others to rise suddenly. Every day another god would alter the pattern of the mountains, and they were extremely treacherous. Moradin's friends were prepared to leave the beast for dead, and begged him to do the same. However, Moradin was still young and stubborn, like the very sheep he had been watching, and so he was not to be convinced. He headed up the path of the mountain in search of the animal. After a time he heard a cry which he assumed was from the sheep. However, as he approached, he saw two small children who were weeping. Children, why are you weeping? asked Moradin. The mountain has moved, replied the elder of the children. Now we cannot pass through to join our village once more. Replied Moradin, I can return you home, point me the way. The children showed him the direction they had travelled from. Indeed, there was now a great mountain in the way of their return. Moradin was not especially clever, and nor was he an excellent tracker, so he did not know how to find an alternative route. Truthfully, he did not know how else to return the children home, other than to take them straight through the mountain and through the rocks in their way. So, taking one of his tools off his belt, he began to dig. Moradin continued to dig for ten days and ten long nights. He pushed his way underneath the mountain, leaving a tunnel behind him. The small children followed him, moving the rocks that flew from Moradin's hand. They pushed the dirt out of the tunnel and kept the shiny stones that caught even the smallest bit of daylight. These precious stones of blue, green and the purest white were placed into small pockets for later. After these ten days of digging, Moradin suddenly met a figure all in black. The god Vecna told him, I'm here to take you beyond, Moradin. You have dug too far. Your arms are weak. It is time to rest. However, Moradin shook his head. Great God, he said, I cannot go with you. These children must be returned to their homeland. I must carry on. Then when my task is done, I will go with you. And Vecna, moved by Moradin's strong will and spirit, allowed the man to continue on his way. Moradin continued to dig for another long day and another long night before the God of Death appeared to him once more. My siblings have begged me now to come and collect you. They ask me to take you beyond. You have dug too far. Your back is aching. It is time to rest now. But Moradin once again shook his head at the God. Still my task is not complete. These children are not yet in their homeland. I must still carry on. Then, when my task is done, I will go with you. Vecna, moved once again, allowed for the man to pass a second time. Moradin continued for another long day and long night, still working hard to try and complete the task he had set for himself. Now, once again, the God of Death appeared. My mother has now sent me to collect you. She asked me to take you beyond. You have dug too far. Your mind is exhausted. It is time to rest, man. But when Moradin shook his head a third time and said, I must still carry on, then when my task is done, I will go with you. 
Vecna asked him, How will you know when your task is done? And Moradin replied, I will rest when these children can once again rest in their own beds. And Vecna asked him, Will your spirit be strong enough to carry your body there? And Moradin replied, I will try to make it so. The god was moved once more, and so said to the man, No, I will make it so. And he lent some of his own strength to the mortal, so that he could continue to dig. It was only a few hours later, when Moradin and the children finally saw the sun once more. The man successfully returned the children to the village, where they were met with love and joy, and the villagers all praised Moradin's bravery. They had a great feast in his honour, and danced and sang for hours. Then, once the children were resting once more in their own beds, Moradin turned, expecting to see death waiting there for him. However, instead, he saw the kind face of the mother, Ravina. She reached her hands out to him. Moradin, your spirit is strong. You have delivered happiness to others by sparing your own. Your determination has brought me here. What shall be your reward? Merciful goddess, he replied, I wish only that the mountains shall stay so that no longer will loved ones be parted without warning. This you will have, she told him. You shall make it so. And so she raised him up to become a god alongside her, with a strength that never faded and a spirit that would never die. Moradin was given guardianship of the mountains, so that no other god could bend them to their will. Now the mountains remain as steadfast and stubborn as Moradin. The children that had been saved showed their village the precious stones that had been unearthed in the digging. All were taken by the beauty of such items, and the village went in search for more of the stones. They praised the gods for these findings, and prayed that Moradin would offer them more as they followed in his footsteps. All miners now step into the mountains, praying that their spirit will carry them on as it did with Moradin, god of the mountains and all within them. Moradin is one of several mortal gods within the old religion. This means that he was not born a god, but rather a mortal, and was raised up due to some incredible feat of strength or heroism, as shown in this story. It's now commonly written that Moradin was a human man, but in the original stories in the days before the veil, he was often said to be a dwarf, thus explaining his stubborn and tough nature. In these stories, we learn that Ravina started to create the mortal gods in an attempt to get them to control her children, the chaos gods. It therefore makes sense that most of the stories involving the raising up of the mortal gods start with something going wrong due to the chaos gods, and then the story revolves around the mortal gods trying to fix it. The mortal gods devote their lives to sorting a problem on Ara that makes their lives harder, and Rovina rewards them by having them sort that problem forever. Which, if you ask me, seems like a bit of a rough deal. There are multiple versions of this story detailing which god was messing up the mountains for everyone, but I prefer this slightly more vague version of the story. It gives the sense that the chaos gods really struggled when trying to rein in their magic. It wasn't always intentional. Moradin is the patron saint of Kelrin, the southern mining nation outwith the Empire. It's a largely desert nation, incredibly proud of its major industry in mining. In fact, more than 80% of the population of the nation work as part of the mining industry. 
Therefore, it makes absolute sense that the people of Kelrun would highly worship Moradin, who in classic stories is seen not only as the god and protector of miners, but also the very inventor of mining itself. There is a temple to Moradin in every great city in the nation, the biggest being in Tanna, the nation's capital. They even include him in the city celebrations around the holiday La Victoria, despite him not really being involved in that story at all. The great mountains in the story that Moradin dug through are often thought to be the White Mountains that make up the border between the Empire and Kelrin, as these are mountains that specifically divide one nation from another, and so it would make sense that these would serve as an inspiration for these stories. Indeed, there is actually a massive cave formation within these mountains, which is called Moradin's Cave, and is considered to be a major religious site. People often make pilgrimages there and pray to the god. However, the flaw in this theory is that the only mountains in Kelrin that contain precious stones, such as those mentioned in the story, are actually those making up Mount Sola in the very south of the nation. The White Mountains now only contain materials such as copper and iron. Still precious, still important, but definitely not diamonds. However, if one was to dig straight through a side of Mount Sola out to the other end, they would just end up falling straight down into the raging sea below. <laughs> oh well, at the end of the day, it's only a story. Who knows? Perhaps the White Mountains once did hold glittering diamonds within. You're listening to the Dirty 20 Podcast. Please follow or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to know when we upload more episodes. And if you have a minute, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. Thank you. All music in this episode was written by Alexander Nakarada from SerpentSoundStudios.com and accessed via FreeStockMusic.com. For more info, please check out our episode notes. Thank you.